the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Taking a look at that spiritual mirror next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. We'll all spend at least a few moments in front of a mirror every morning as we get ready for the day. We do the cursory examination of our hair, our teeth, makeup if we're women. Today, we want to take a look at that spiritual mirror, the spiritual examination, if you will. Self-examination is the subject of our time here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. If you'll join us, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And we pick up here in verse 4. It's all about self-examination next. Here now is Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. If we don't know this and we don't have this gra- the grasp of this and what Christ is really trying to form in us, then we're losing out on everything then our walk with Christ is in vain. We're ultimately going to be disqualified because at the end of the day, what our God our Father is looking for from us is Christ. He's looking for Christ to be formed in our lives. And so for us as Christians, we should always endeavor to say, God, I want to just take a day and I just want to do some self-examination because maybe in my attitude I can get better. Maybe in my mind I can get better. Maybe in my thought, my, pro- my thought processes. Maybe in my views. Maybe my views aren't aligning up with Christ's views. I want to come into alignment with Christ. This should be our heart and our passion. Because at the end of the day, God doesn't just want us to know the faith. He wants us to be in the faith. Amen? He wants us to be in the faith. And so... As we go forth, I want to I take some time and kind of shift gears here because there's, some, there's some, con, some harsh conditions that all of us have to be wary of as we're walking with Christ. And they're going to help us to really also see where we're at. Go to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to see this very familiar passage of Scripture, preached on it many times in this church. But this is a great reminder for all of us when we're just thinking about where we're at. Where am I? As I'm examining myself. Mark chapter 4, verse 1 on down to 9. And then we're going to skip to verses 13 on down to 20. Now this is awesome. He says, and again, he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him. So that he got into a boat and sat in it. On the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parable and said to them in his teachings. He said, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. And the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. 
When the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I'm going to stop right there. Now, this is awesome because you're looking here, and obviously the Scripture gives us a picture. Jesus, by the sea, all these people, and the Bible says multitudes, were sitting here listening to Jesus. And as Jesus comes before these individuals, he gives them, he gives them a parable because he knows not everyone that is sitting before him has the right heart's condition. He's actually analyzing and giving them a glimpse through this parable, a picture of what he sees and a picture of what could possibly be going on in their heart. He is not impressed with the crowds. And saints, this is a big problem in Christianity is that we sometimes even as pastors, we get crowd driven. We make the mistake of getting crowd driven driven your church our church any church is not successful solely based on the size of the crowd can i have an amen sometimes we make the mistake all you got to do is read the book of judges chapter six right around in there god is in the business of chopping crowds down in a blink of an eye just ask gideon And he'll still accomplish his purpose and his task. And so sometimes in God's economy, less is more. But having said that, Jesus is looking out and he's seeing the crowd. He's not impressed by the multitudes because he's looking at the condition of the hearts. And as he goes down, he gives this parable. And I think for all of us, as we look at this parable and we get the explanation here coming up, we have to do a self-examination. In regards to these areas, because basically, is he is he if he's saying this to them, he's saying it to us. It's something all of us have to watch out for in our lives. Amen. Amen. And so, as we skip down to verse thirteen, he says this, and he said to them, "Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables, all the parables?" He says, "The sower sows the word," and so ultimately. We know that we are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. If we're going to see true uh, conversions and transformations in people's lives, it takes the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It takes the word of God going forth to effect transformation. And so he says the sower sows the word. But then he gets into the uh, condition here. He says, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they hear Satan comes immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately. He comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now this is powerful because what happens is it tells us that it's possible to be in a situation where the word of God is going forth and the word is actually hit your heart and the devil comes along and takes it away, snatches it out of your heart. And it happens so easily. The word of God is going forth and... The preaching of the gospel is going forth. And one of the main things the devil will do is try to get you distracted. Where the God is going forth, 
Distraction. I'm hungry. Those are nice nails. Those gaiters are really nice. I like those shoes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like those, that makeup. It, you know, she could have did better. You know, I don't, I don't like his suit. You know, why did he do that? You know, the devil, the devil, listen, the devil comes to church too. Get you thinking about all kinds of stuff. You know, what are we going to cook? You know, did we turn the, did we, did we turn, did you, did you make sure you turned the oven off? Did, is the oven off? You sitting there, the oven's off, and we think about the oven being off the whole time at church. <laughs> devil, the devil, he tries to rob you of what God has released through distraction. But then the next thing is he'll try to rob you by way of offense. It's the word, but I don't like the word. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Ah, why'd he bring that up? You lost me, preacher. This is what happens. Why? Because now I get offended because the word is hitting me where it should hit me. And then we give the devil license to rob us of the seed that God was trying to plant in our heart. We give him license. We give him license. Why? Because I just got offended by that. Jesus' ministry was full of this. He, you see this when he's ministering. People would get offended at his saying. He would say, are you offended because I said that? I mean, I need to start saying that. I'm going to start using that. Are y'all offended? Is that why y'all so quiet up in? I'm going to start doing that. I, you know, it's biblical. It's biblical. Are y'all offended? But saints, it's the truth. I mean, people get offended. And, that's, and then what does the devil do? He comes along and gives them an excuse to let the word, to, let, to allow him to rob them of the word of God that's trying to be sown in their heart. That's what, what, that's what happens. Another way is pride. Write it down. People become prideful. Meaning, the preaching of God's word is going forth. This is wayside. Preaching of God's word is going forth. And now, because I think I know more than the preacher, they can't tell me nothing. Brother, what do you have to say? And so what happens is, these are ways, and we could go on and on, that the enemy comes in and he steals what God is trying to to release in our life. But the key here is, is that the word of God is going forth, is that you can be a wayside person and still be going to church every Sunday. But we need to examine ourselves. Where are we at? Do we just let the devil rob us all the time of the word of God that he's trying to sow into our lives? We have to be very, very sensitive and cautious about this. This is one heart's condition. But then he goes down and he says in verse 16, he says, these likewise are the ones sown on stone, stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. He says, afterwards, when tribulation or persecution, just underline those words, tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately the Bible says that they stumble. Okay, we need to examine ourselves because this is what happens. And this is where we get a lot of backsliding in the church. When people are, or they come to church a lot, but there's a lot of backsliding. Why? Because generally we, a person like this will receive the word of God with gladness, but do not take time to consider the cost 
to consider the cost of their faith and their relationship with God. Built into your relationship with God is going to be persecution and in some cases tribulation. Matter of fact, through much tribulation must we enter into the kingdom of God. So there's going to be some rough patches sometimes that all of us may have to go through. I'm not telling you to pray for them. But just understand if you have to hit, happen to hit a rough patch that you don't flip out because you know that sometimes this is going to happen in your walk with Christ. But what happens is if we don't allow God to cultivate our hearts, get our soil right through humility so that he can get the root down deep into our hearts and we consider the cost when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake. We take things personal all the time. The devil's just not after you. He wants to stop God in you. Amen. And so what we got to realize is sometimes there's going to be tribulation. But people don't respond the right way. That's why we have the Bible says at the end of this age, there's going to be a great falling away. Soon as the, the fire hits the church in America, we're going to see who's really good and saved. Can I have an amen? Because what happens is everybody says they're a Christian, but you don't know if you're really good and saved until you got to go through some fire, baby. Can I have an amen up in here when you don't know what you're going to do, but you got to hold on to Jesus. You got to hold on to Jesus. And so you find out what's, what's really in you. Well, there's some people that as soon as things go bad, they, they, they go bad. They, they, I'm going back to Marlboro's. I bind the devil right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going back to doing my thing. I'm going back fishing. What happens is, but these kind of individuals are not people that will stop going to church. It just says that they stumble. They stumble. They're always stumbling. Well, no, no, he saved. He did. Man, he got through six months. At least he made it that far. That far. Last time it was only three. We shouting over people living saved for six months. Saints, listen to me. This is a lifestyle for us. Jesus died for us. He gave his life for us. And we have to consider the cost that, yes, there's going to be tribulation. And sometimes there's going to be persecution in your walk with Christ. That sometimes you're going to be persecuted for righteousness sake. That not everybody is going to like us, but we thank God that we can identify with Christ. He says that this is a, we need to examine ourselves. Am I like this? Man, every time something goes wrong in my life, I'm, 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 I start thinking about doing the wrong thing. Well, this is a condition that we have to deal with. We have to examine ourselves. And then he says in verse 18, this is good. He says, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in. It says, choke the word. This word in the Greek choke, it literally means it means to suffocate that the seed of God's word that wants to spring up Christ in us who wants to spring up. He's being suffocated. Because the things that we have around, he says, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. It doesn't say that this person stopped going to church. 
It just says that they don't bear fruit. So we can be, we can go to church, but, but, but you shall know them by their what? Fruit. We should see some fruit. Like the brother said last night, if, if we got a root, then we can see some fruit. <laughs> We're going to see some fruit if we got some root. But look what happens here, saints. It, it chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. And then look what he says. It cares of this world. You know, what's God going to do for me? I'm busy. I got, I got my stuff. I got to handle my stuff. The deceitfulness of riches. He says not only deceitfulness. He says desire for other things. We're talking about unlawful desires. Or lust for other things. It turns in and ch- chokes the word. Then we see this. Now, God, we're in the relationship with God just for what he can do for us. How can he help me to satisfy my sensual desires and pleasures? If it's not benefiting me, then why do I need to, you know, go forth? And, and I can look the part, but if I don't have the root of God set in me, and then I stop allowing, I have to stop allowing things to crowd out what Christ is trying to produce in me. And it all boils down to my desires. What are my priorities in life? What is my priority? Is it really Christ? Saints, I'm here to preach about Jesus. I'm here to preach about Him. It's, it's all about Him. This isn't about making us a star and blowing us up and us becoming popular and all this stuff. Hey, listen, if God wants to find you, He knows just where to find you. You don't got to make yourself do anything. Amen? Amen. If he wants you to blow up, he knows how to take you out of the quiver and shoot you real high. But saints, we got to get our priorities straight and realize that we can't let these things choke us out. Choke out the word in our lives. Because ultimately, we can be sitting in a place where we're going to church, we're doing the things, but we're not just, we're not being fruitful at all. There's no fruit. And then he goes down and he says here, But these are the ones sown on good ground. He says, those who hear the word, accept it. He says, and bear fruit. He says, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. And this is awesome. This is where we want to get to in our lives as we're doing an examination of who we are and what what we really got going on. Now, I know that my heart is right. I know I'm sincere before God. In the other trans, in other uh, in the book of Luke, it says, "Has a noble heart." That my heart is noble before God. I I want to do what's right in the sight of God. But now that I'm in that place, there's still three levels that I can go in my walk with Christ. He says, "Some thirtyfold." Some people they're good. They they they're bearing some fruit. They got about two, and they're doing pretty good. They got some love and joy, but peace and patience they, they ain't got that yet. <laughs> Some people got some peace and patience, but they don't got no kindness. <laughs> Can I have an amen? There's some folks, they got some love and joy and peace and faith, but self-control, mm, we need to fast. We need to fast. And so we're 30-fold. You know, we there, we're 30-fold. I'm loving God, I'm there, you know, but just don't get on my nerves because, you know, my patience is run out on you in a minute. Why are you laughing like that, Leah? <laughs> I'm telling y'all, all of us, we got stuff. You know what I mean? I, I'm telling y'all, I'm y'all pastor. I haven't cornered the market on the fruit of the Spirit. 
Is there anybody that just got all the fruit of the Spirit flowing? You just overflowing. Your stuff is just, you got the tree. You got two trees growing. No, all of us. God is working on. Come on, look at your neighbor. Tell me, you better ask somebody. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all looking at me all wrong enough. Don't be judging me up in here now. Y'all, y'all start judging a brother. And so, and so, we're 64. You know, 64, that's good. But then you go to the next level where you got, I mean, that's 34. Now you go to the next level, you're 64. I'm God, I love God, but I got to be honest. I'm, 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 that, there's some other areas where God, he's trying to work on me on. I need to go to another level, man. Because I got to examine myself. I got to test myself to see where I'm in the faith. I love God. I'm in the faith. I want God's. I, I love God. He's in my life. I know. But he's trying to produce Christ in me. And I got to examine myself and be honest. Lord, I, I want you to work on this area of my life. God, do something in this area of my life. I'm not worried about my wife, about my kids, about the church down the street. God, I need you to do something in me. Can I have an amen in this place? And then he says, a hundredfold. All of us should desire and long to be a, to just have the hundredfold manifestation where Christ is really formed in us and he's producing in us and he's doing what he wants to do in our lives. Saints, it never will happen if we don't pause sometimes and examine ourselves. Say, man, where am I at, man? And I got stony ground, man. It's always, every time pressure comes, man, I just, I want to go back to what I used to do. I know it's not the Lord. Man, as I, my word, the word's being choked out because I'm so concerned about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear, where I'm going, what I'm supposed to do, my gift, my blowing up, how I'm supposed to do that. I'm not producing fruit. I'm still, I'm just, saints, listen to me, please hear this. Don't be so worried about you finding your destiny and purpose that you don't just wake up on a day-to-day basis and walk with Jesus. I'm trying to find my purpose. I'm trying to find my purpose has become more in my life, Jesus, every single day in my life. And whatever he wants me to do, he knows how to open the door for me to do it. It's to become like him. People are searching and ah, they never just, man, I'm just, man, I'm in my purpose right now. God is flowing. Then every day I'm getting to know him. When you come before Jesus Christ, he's not going to come and say, come on, come on up here. Now, did you finally find your purpose? (laughs) Well, welcome on in. He's going to ask us, were we good and were we faithful? He's going to ask us, were you a servant? Whatever he asked you to do. I was thinking about this this morning. Saints, when I go home to be with the Lord, on my tombstone, All I wanted to say is, worshiper, worshiper. I worship God. That's it. You can call me what you want, but you can't rob me of being a worshiper of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? I don't have to travel to seven cities. I don't have to go around the world. Just do I worship Jesus? That's it. But what happens is we get so caught up, and, and Lord... We got this stuff to choke out the word. Lord, did I allow the devil to come in through tribulation 
and, and persecution robbed me of what. And Lord, it, 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 when the word is going forth, am I thinking about all this other stuff? I'm just letting the devil just rob me of God's truth in my life. Every service, every service, there's potential from these kind of conditions. And saints, we have to. We have to examine ourselves. Apostle Paul said this. Are you in the faith? Am I really in the faith? Saints, I'm your pastor and I love y'all. I give my life to do this. I I love y'all. But even as a pastor, I'm saying to myself, Lord, I'm not looking right now in my life to do something more for you. I'm looking for you to do something more in me. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.